Hello and welcome to another episode of Cyberspeak with InfoSec, the weekly podcast where industry thought leaders share their knowledge and experiences in order to help us all stay one step ahead of the bad guys. As part of InfoSec's effort to close the skills gap and empower people through security education, Cyberspeak will continue to be speaking with diverse and interesting women in the cybersecurity industry and hearing their stories, including today's guest. Anu Yamunan, Vice President, Product Management and Research at Exabeam, brings 18 years of experience in designing and building enterprise software and security products. Prior to joining Exabeam, she held senior level product management roles at MapR Technologies, Imperva, and EMC Data Domain building industry-leading products in application security and backup storage markets. Anu has an MS in computer science from Arizona State University and an MBA from Santa Clara University. Anu, thank you very much for being here today. Oh, thank you, Chris. Uh, A pleasure to be joining you over over this call. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, So to start at the very beginning, as we do with all uh, our guests, how and when did you first get started and get interested in computers and security? So I, I would say, you know, even as early as grade seven, mm-hmm. and, you know, I feel like computers and math and science are very interconnected because it requires a certain level of analytical abilities. Right. Until my grade six, I was always scared to uh, attempt math problems. You know, math was always uh, a scary topic, scary subject for me. And my grade six teacher kind of changed my perspective on how I approach problems, how I approach solve uh, quantitative uh, topics. And that's kind of my first foray into STEM, science, technology. And my first introduction into computers was in my junior year at high school. Uh, that, that, That was the first time I saw a computer. Right. And that was the first time I kind of started playing with a computer. And then I also, beyond the games, like, it kind of opened up my world in terms of what technology can do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you and, connected to it pretty, pretty solidly, though. Yeah. So from that time, you know, I knew that I wanted to get my bachelor's degree in computer science. Mm. I pursued, did my master's degree in computer science. I started my career as an engineer at HP, uh, right out of college, mm-hmm. and then spent a few years as, a, as an engineer, technical lead, and then decided to kind of have a bigger say in kind of building products, designing products, and then stepped into product management. I see. But I, I see each of these steps as kind of a building block of where, you know, where I am as a person, kind of, you know, uh, yeah. Hmm. Um, so walk me through your, your everyday workday with Exabeam. Um, you know, a lot of our, our listeners are sort of uh, getting started in the industry or maybe are still sort of working help desk or doing things like that. So what are some job duties or tasks that you perform every day and what are some of your favorite aspects of the job? So, yeah. So at Exabeam, kind of my role is I lead all products, design, mm-hmm. uh, threat research, security research and security analytics. So it's a pretty broad portfolio. Uh, from a day-to-day perspective, you know, my uh, work they can range from talking to customers, talking to sales, enabling sales and sales engineering, uh, to working with engineering on next set of products and features that we need to build, working with my innovation uh, research team in terms of what's next coming up in the cybersecurity space, you know, what are the new threats, what are the things that we need to build, either from a data science perspective or a machine learning perspective, mm-hmm. and, you know, working with the support organization, you know, uh, dealing with either, uh, you know, uh, customers post sales. So it's a very broad set of things that I, I, I would be doing on a day-to-day basis, depending upon the t- day of the week, you know, uh, the types of things that I do would also differ. Hmm. So what I really enjoy 
yeah. is the breadth that comes with my role, the things that I touch on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's both the inbound part, which is more around building products and defining features and kind of making things available to the market. And the outbound part, talking to customers, understanding their needs uh, and enabling our sales to sell more of our products. Um, so you've had a pretty impressive career so far. And, you know, in your bio, you know, it notes that you're, you've held senior level product management roles at MapR and Imperva and MC Data Domain, mm-hmm. uh, you know, building industry leading products and application security and backup storage markets. However, you know, for many listeners who might want these type of jobs but are still in lower level positions, yeah. uh, they might not know how to make the next move. So what were some of the jobs you had before this and what skills did you yeah. learn on each job that helped you to sort of springboard into these dynamic and high profile positions? Absolutely. So my first job, like I mentioned, was as an engineer. Okay. And uh, it's always good to have that first break, you know, when you're coming yep. out of college and, mm-hmm. you know, you learn a lot in terms of what, what products need to be built and how do you kind of learning skills on the go. But that said, for me, the hard break was changing from an engineer to a product manager. Okay. Because then you're looking at kind of the macro perspective, you're, you, know, you have a much broader role that rather than just the component or feature that you're working on, that you're building on and so forth. You need to understand the market needs, you need to understand the competitive landscape, you need to understand you know, what, you know, what customers are willing, whether they're willing to pay money to buy your product, whether that product serves a larger market need, what's your total addressable market, and then working on the execution side in terms of prioritizing features and so forth. So kind of changing that, changing my role from an engineer to a product manager was a very hard break. And the way I went about it is uh, I was looking at ways to help out my then PMT. So I was kind of uh, going beyond what I was doing on a day-to-day as an engineer. I took on uh, helping them out uh, to begin with. Mm-hmm. In the meanwhile, I also bolstered my kind of, you know, some, to a certain degree, you also need the tool set to be able to kind of do some of the, the things that I mentioned. Right. So I decided to get my part-time MBA uh, while I was kind of learning on the job on the product management side. I also decided that I need some more tools to help me with my, uh, you know, what where I want to be from a career perspective. So yeah. both of those together is what kind of helped me move into product management. The thing that I would tell people that are either, you know, joining the field right now is don't be scared to wear multiple hats. You know, there's always the comfort zone that you need to get out of. You know, everybody has the fear of unknown. Embrace it. Uh, You know, I always think about it from the perspective of, you know, I have a lot to gain and what's the worst that could happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, you know, and, and, you know, the worst thing that happens is you, learn a new skill that you don't need at the immediate moment. That's right. And from that perspective, I would also say this wasn't possible when I moved into product management. I, my first product management role was at HP. Okay. I, and, you know, I've been with Exabeam for four years, uh, leading the product and design team. The four years that I've spent here in a startup, it, you know, you get to wear so many different hats. You get to experience some of the things that you probably would not experience kind of in a bigger company where there are more established roles and processes and whatnot. So one thing I would encourage uh, folks would be also to kind of experience that startup, you know, building something from the scratch or being part yeah. of something that's early on. Yeah, that opportunity to, like you say, wear multiple hats and, right. and try different things. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah, so tell me about some of your current work in the realms of data science and machine learning. I mean, this isn't an area of expertise that we've had on CyberSpeak. So for new, just to start at the beginning, for those new to the terms, what are data science and machine learning? 
Yeah, at a high level, data science and machine learning is kind of a category of technology algorithms mm-hmm. that allow uh, kind of software applications predict based on kind of the, the data uh, that's being collected. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I mean by that is, I, let me give you kind of concrete examples, right? Yes, please. When Netflix uses, uh, you know, you, you uh, all viewers, you know, all the folks that are listening to this probably are very familiar with Netflix. Yes. They look at kind of purchase behavior, usage behavior of uh, users, kind of based on your demographic, based on your gender, based on kind of your profile, based on what you've done in the past, they kind of predict what uh, the movie recommendations for the future. Right. Similarly, you know, we all are part of LinkedIn. We are part of the professional network. You know, yep. LinkedIn gives you recommendations in terms of jobs. You know, hey, yep. here's, you know, I see you here with your uh, capabilities in these uh, spectrum. You know, here's a new job that's available to you. Or here are people that you need to connect and so forth. All of that is essentially machine learning or data science underneath. You know, it's using volumes of data. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, big data, so to speak, and and automatically uh, using algorithms uh, and based on kind of usage patterns and profiles and behaviors, figuring out what the next best course of action is. Hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. so with that kind of the that's at a high level is machine learning or data science for for dummies, right? right. Now, what are we doing at Exabeam is taking yes. that approach to detect cybersecurity threats. Okay. Uh, and, and I can elaborate a little bit more on what we are doing in terms of machine learning and data science, if that's okay. Yeah. Oh, please, yeah. please, absolutely. Yeah. So if you look at kind of Exabeam, uh, you know, what, what we do is uh, we uh, kind of build fingerprints or profiles similar to kind of the Netflix analogy or the LinkedIn analogy. We are using machine learning to apply to the cybersecurity space. Okay. What we do in an environment is sit within an environment and kind of build fingerprints and profiles of users and devices within the environment. You know, okay. where, which laptops do I typically connect from? Which devices do I typically connect to? How many volume of records? You know, how many emails do I send? What uh, do who do I send emails to? Uh, what time of the day do I join? You know, what are the types of web activities that I do on a daily basis? And we build these profiles. And why is it important? is to identify threats in an environment. The threat can be what is called a compromise insider, as in somebody taking over my credentials and trying to you know, move laterally within the environment and siphon off data. That's one type of threat. The yep. second type of threat is more of a malicious insider. This is an insider that has access to the intellectual property, that has the access to kind of all kinds of information in the environment, and maybe he leaves the company, he or she, she, she leaves the company, and then walk away with that uh, critical wealth of knowledge. So we are there as an exabeam. Uh, we are on the cybersecurity analytics plane. Uh, that market co- is called SIEM, S-I-E-M. Stands mm-hmm. for Security Even Information Event Management. It's a $4 billion market. And yep. we are disrupting that space with our technology where we are identifying uh, the both the insider threat, the malicious insider and the compromise insiders. Right. Now, um, if someone were interested in sort of getting into this type of work, specifically working with, you know, machine learning and and so forth. Uh, What kind of like background would you recommend for them? Like in terms of education, certification, job skills, soft skills. So there are kind of variety of roles in the space. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can, you know, you can become a product person like me there. What you would need is more, uh, a, a lot of analytic skills, math, you know, computer science, data analysis, and so forth. 
You can be somebody like a security analyst or a CISO type of a profile where, you know, your mission is you're operationalizing and kind of bringing cybersecurity products into your environment and triaging alerts, working on alerts, uh, you know, dealing with forensics and so forth. And there is a there is a uh, significant career there as well, you know, where you are a practitioner and you are making sure that your organization is secure. Okay. Okay. And then there is the the whole, you know, uh, you know, I want to be uh, an implementer. I want to be a professional. I want to be a consultant in the space. Again, there's a, there's a lot of room for growth there as well. So in terms of kind of what I would say is uh, things that you could do, find what what you care about in the cybersecurity space, whether it's a product, it's a consulting, it's a security practitioner, uh, it's a designer, product designer. No, for example, I want to build uh, things that are pretty, that are usable, that are user-friendly and so forth. There's a design path as well. So there are a lot of opportunities in the cybersecurity space. In fact, cybersecurity is the most underemployed uh, space uh, in the industry in, in that there are way too many job openings available, too few resources or too few people available to kind oh, yeah. of occupy those positions. So the, this market is kind of seeing boom right now. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, we've had plenty of episodes on the skills gap right now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's yeah. Uh, um, so the other reason I wanted to talk to you as I, as I mentioned at the start of the show is that uh, we're interested in hearing stories from uh, women in the cybersecurity industry who, mm-hmm. you know, is not speaking out of school when I say, you know, women, uh, comprise a, a small minority of the cybersecurity landscape overall. Uh, yeah. So what is what has been your experience as a woman in the cybersecurity uh, field? What are some specific challenges and setbacks that you've had to endure that are not likely put upon men of similar background or skill set? Yeah, I mean, I think all of the things about, uh, you know, me being, uh, I'm used to being the sole woman in the room to the right. point that I don't notice this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. Uh, it's been, you know, I've been in the space, like you mentioned, for 18 years. Uh, the, the thing that I'm more encouraged about is I'm happy to see more and more women in cybersecurity. Yes. I see many more women CISOs now than if you, in the, than, you know, five years ago. Uh, and I also see women CISOs leading kind of large organizations, large enterprises. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of speaking from my experience, you no, know, I talked about what kind of challenges me, what, what, makes me kind of exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what makes my role exciting uh, is the fact that I kind of de- deal with the breadth of things. Yeah. And I feel like uh, stereotypes aside, women have the innate ability to multitask, juggle yes. multiple projects at the same time. Okay. They also kind of bring the diversity in terms of attention to detail. Uh, I feel like women, again, innately uh, speak, in, you know, regardless of generalizations, I feel like in addition to kind of being able to multitask, they bring a different perspective that kind of rounds out uh, the different roles that are needed in an organization. Right. Okay. And the attention to detail. So there are projects that require a lot more attention to detail. I feel like women are a lot more uh, stronger in that particular regard. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like I said, uh, while I see a lot more uh, women t- taking on bigger roles within organizations, the one thing that I feel like we, as a woman, we are also risk covers. We are also more cautious when we, gra- when we try to grab onto larger opportunities. We always think thrice before uh, we feel that we are the right person for it. And if I contrast that with, an, you know, a generic man, like, you know, they grab opportunities much more easier than women do. Right. Right. Just kind of go for it. Go for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, to that end, I've also, you know, heard 
tech leaders say things, you know, like we'd have to like to have more women at our company, but none of them answer our job application. So is there, is there a way that, you know, sort of crafting job listings or targeting women correctly as part of a, a part of the process? Do you, do you find that at Exabeam that it's harder to find women candidates or are there more just coming through the door? Actually, I find like compared to all my previous uh, jobs and previous organizations, Exabeam has a lot of diversity across yeah. a variety of positions, not just in product, not just in programs, uh, in marketing, in sales operations, in professional services, in design. Uh, we mm-hmm. have a pretty good representation of women in the company. Mm-hmm. That said, I feel like it's less of, uh, you know, my perspective is it's not just uh, crafting the job listing to target women. It's more about, I think women want to join companies where they feel like they have the strong support system. They know right. that they're valued. It's about, uh, you know, showcasing how you're embracing diversity, whether it's women, whether it's minorities, whether it's, yep. you know, uh, um, you know, other groups. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so making sure that, 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 that you highlight as a company, you highlight uh, diversity and kind of embracing diversity is key to bring in more talent. I feel like a word of mouth um, and things like, you know, uh, your reviews are either on LinkedIn or Glassdoor or whatnot makes a much more stronger impact in recruiting talent uh, uh, than what you say in the job listing itself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess, you know, the tech industry is starting to wake up to this, but how do we make the tech industry understand that more women in tech ultimately makes the entire industry stronger and more capable of solving these kind of problems? Yeah. Like I mentioned, you know, I think the, the key part here is that, uh, you know, if you look at com- sex- very successful companies like Google, uh, they want, even when you universities kind of bring in applicants, they mm-hmm. are not looking for a cookie cutter. They want right. diversity. And the yep. idea is that when you're working on complex projects, different types of ideas is what makes projects successful. Yep. Different skill set, different strengths, and you know, even different weaknesses is what kind of comp- the complementary factors what makes projects successful. Uh, so from that perspective, I think more and more companies are waking up to the fact that, hey, you need more diversity in the teams for, and most of us are doing complex jobs. You know, it requires... Right variety of skill set and we are kind of pulling engineers product design you know uh, in uh, sales engineering and whatnot to kind of make a specific project successful and from that perspective having women having the ability to multitask having the ability to pay attention to detail or skills that women bring and I, i think more and more companies are waking up to that well so another thing that you know i've seen occasionally is that you you do get you know, a diverse team that, that brings out, you know, different opinions and, you know, I mean, that, that's great in terms of actual problem solving, but then you have the sort of leaderships that like, you know, well, I've already sort of decided what I wanted and I was hoping for, you know, a rubber stamp on it, you know? So then you have the problem of like, now we have this diverse, you know, staff that brings like all these sort of different approaches. And I, you know, is there some sort of like finessing yeah. that needs to be done on, on leadership levels to understand that not only do you get more, opinions but more opinions are actually useful yeah yeah uh, definitely uh let me kind of probably give you a concrete example right yes please uh in our uh uh you know at exabeam uh we have data scientists that are women too you know and mm-hmm. uh they i feel like you know one of the problems that we uh built with our whole smart timelines the ability kind of uh 
look at the user behavior in their general workday and finding anomalies and so forth mm-hmm. are built by our data, you know, with our data science and engineering teams. And some of the are women and they are pretty strong uh, technical talent. And there is that marriage of, you know, the diverse uh, perspectives and diverse skills that built the product to where it is today. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, so, um, you know, having worked in information security or, uh, product management security and so, so forth for so long, uh, what are some tips you would give to women entering, you know, the, the field? So my biggest piece of advice would be to kind of do not be afraid to use your voice. Typically, you know, now going back to your previous question, the diverse mm-hmm. perspectives, diverse ideas, at the end of the day, you still need to make a call. Yes. Uh, and I see in most meetings, men are a lot more vocal than women. Yep. Uh, you know, part of it is the, the, that, you know, uh, both women don't like either confrontation or they do not want to uh, kind of make either not seem... Uh, confrontational, not seem supremely confident and so forth. My take is if you have a perspective, you know, we do not want your voice. uh, We do not want, you know, anybody's voice not to be heard. So my take is do not be afraid to use your voice, bring your perspective. We all bring different ideas and strengths. Be confident in what you're good at, pursue, you know, what you're passionate about. Kind of let that be the focal point, not the stereotypes. Yeah. 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 Um, so for companies trying to recruit more women in, in minority professionals, um, you know, what should they do not only to find these candidates, but make them desirable, you know, to the professionals that they're trying to recruit? Is there something that, you know, when, when you say, you know, people are more likely to come to a company that shows diversity, you know, in its, in yeah. its ranks, but how, how do we sort of like let potential candidates know like this is a sort of welcoming yeah. experience. Yeah. So one of the things that we have done uh, at Exabeam is we have like uh, monthly women's lunches, okay. right? Mm-hmm. We have a women's forum where yep. we come together. You know, it started with maybe 10 people when I, uh, like over three years ago. And now we have a, you know, around 50 people that are part of this. Mm-hmm. And we, we are from diverse backgrounds, diverse ethnicities, different yep. uh, diverse kind of ba- uh, academic uh, backgrounds, different roles that we have within the organization, mm-hmm. but we are there to support each other. We are there to mentor each other. We are there to learn from each other, and we capture that and we make that available even on exabeam.com to show oh, wow. that or LinkedIn. You know, we dress up on occasions or we have yeah. fun for certain uh, you know birthdays and celebrations and whatnot, baby showers and whatnot. Yeah. You know, all of that makes like both the the emotional, the social. A bonding that happens is, is important so that people kind of feel yes. that they're part of a community, right? right? And now going back to how do you recruit, how do you hire? So one of the ways that we feel, regardless of women or not, where we feel like we are very successful in hiring is through different programs. Like, you know, okay. friends uh, uh, want friends to come over and work, you know, right. and, and I'm using the, the term friends broadly, right? If you like the place that you work for, you pull in other people that you want, you know, whether you know them personally or not, you want to kind of make them uh, work for the company as well. So uh, I, I see that the referral program and, you know, uh, using your connections to bring people in seems to be sec- extremely successful here at, at, at Exabeam. Um, and uh, I think the, the other thing that always comes up when you're discussing uh, uh, women's career growth and so forth is always that work-life balance, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I battle with that. You know, that's always a struggle. And it's, it's you know, uh, I have two daughters. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. So there is always that question of, you know, when you're taking on the more senior role, uh, an exec role, uh, a leadership role, there's always that, you no, know, and especially in a startup, uh, which is growing as fast as we are, uh, mm-hmm. there's always that struggle to balance your work and life. You know, that's, there's no doubt about it. There's no question about it. Right. You do need a strong support system. You do need a strong support system, both at work as well as kind of in your personal life to be able to juggle that. Yeah. So um, as we wrap up today, what, um, where do you see uh, are the interesting sort of innovations that are going to be coming in, in data science and machine learning in the, in the year or years to come? What are, what are some of the things on the horizon that you're looking forward to? Yeah, maybe I, I'll start a little bit on kind of where we came from, right? Okay. Uh, if you look at five years ago, you know, uh, we kind of went out with the mission of most of the legacy sims were created uh, prior to the big data influx. They are on older technology and they were born out of a compliance checkbox. You know, they were not solving the uh, problem of addressing cyber, detecting cyber security threats. Right. So we started Exabeam as a company where we were the helper for SIMS to begin with, where our mission was to detect the insider threat, the malicious and the compromised insider and threats like data exfiltration, data leaving the company and so forth. Sure. Uh, but we always were built with big data in mind, leveraging the big data mm-hmm. technologies like Hadoop and Elasticsearch and so forth. But one of our core competitor differentiators is the whole smart timeline where we collate user and device behavior and uh, make sure that, that you know, we can keep the scent of the user regardless of the user changing credentials or the device changing IP addresses and so forth. That's kind of how we were born as a company beyond the machine learning and data science and fingerprinting profiles. That's our core IP. And then uh, around three years ago, we branched out into not just being a helper on top of Sims, we became the next gen Sim that has always been our mission and kind of be executed on that mission where we now have an offering uh, that's called the Exabeam Security Intelligence Platform that collects logs, aggregates logs in the data lake product, detects threats on our advanced analytics products, and responds and automates response through our incident responder product. Now, in terms of the next set of capabilities that we are looking at, is obviously the, the detects are uh, the, uh, the uh, you know threats are often evolving they're morphing they're becoming more and more yes. sophisticated it means that we are always innovating in terms of machine learning and data science one example okay. is you know one of the main concerns of organization is data leaving the company right whether mm-hmm. that data is a credit card data customer data intellectual property yep. your core ip or whatnot and data can leave in a variety of ways. It can leave via email. It can leave via cloud, especially now that everything is connected to the cloud. It can leave right. via printing paper. Like, you know, I print a copy of the uh, file on my, on a paper and yeah. take it out. I can sure. take a you know, USB. You know, there are different types of media available. Yep. And one of the innovations that we are doing is identifying what are the personal email addresses of a user so that we can then alert um, somebody sending confidential information or abnormal volume of information to their email account. Right. So while that's a specific example, you can see that kind of as the threats are evolving, we are kind of using variety of data science approaches uh, yes. to uh, identify insider threat. Another example is, you know, usually... Uh, I know attackers spoof devices within an environment. They come with like a, their own bot and they spoof a device. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
uh, to a normal light might look normal, but when you use machine learning, you can identify that that, that device is an anomalous asset. It's, uh, yeah. it's an asset that's, uh, that seems like a bot, that seems like an attacker, and present that results uh, to the security professionals, to the SOC team. Wow. Uh, so if people want to find more about you or Exabeam, where can they go online? Uh, so regarding me, you know, I have my LinkedIn profile, uh, okay. linkedin.com slash Yamunan. I'm also on the exabeam.com website uh, as yep. part of the exec uh, team. Uh, with regards to the company itself, again, we are pretty active on social media. We are active okay. on, you can find more details on exabeam.com. We are always looking for uh, talent in terms of hiring. If anybody's interested in joining the company, you know, yep. go to four years. Uh, LinkedIn.com slash company slash Exabeam is where they can find more about the company. We're also on Twitter. We are also on Instagram. Okay. So on the Instagram, you will find us embracing our diversity, embracing, oh, yeah. having fun while yes. we work hard. We also play hard. So you can right. see some of those aspects that I talked about. That's great. And that's E-X-A-B-E-A-M.com. Is that right? Exabeam. That's right. Okay. Thanks, very Chris. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Anu, thank you very much for joining me today. Uh, thank you. My pleasure. Yeah. It was an honor. Uh, And thank you all today for listening and watching. If you enjoyed today's video, you can find many more on our YouTube page. Just go to YouTube and type in CyberSpeak with InfoSec to check out our collection of tutorials, interviews, and past webinars. If you'd rather have us in your ears during your workday, all of our videos are also available as audio podcasts, including this one. Just search CyberSpeak with InfoSec in your favorite podcast app. To see the current promotional offers available for podcast listeners and to learn more about our InfoSec Pro Live Bootcamps, InfoSec Skills On-Demand Training Library, and InfoSec IQ Security Awareness and Training Platform, go to www.infosecinstitute.com slash podcast, or the click, click the link in the description below. Thank you once again to Anu Yamunan at Exabeam, and thank you all for watching and listening. We'll speak to you next week. <laughs>